Ah, yes, the great return. Okay, it's been a, it's been a good break. Suppose I have some sort of explanation for that later. Uh, I'm quite lucky I don't have a large influence, or else I'd probably be dead. All right, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff went down while you were patiently waiting for me. Okay, UFC fans, McGregor versus Cowboy, wasn't that something? It was almost unbelievable. 40-second knockout. That was great. Terrific comeback from McGregor. I feel like McGregor coming back to the mic right now. And this mic and you listeners are a bunch of cowboys. Okay. Golden Globes, right? Ricky Gervais monologue. Wasn't that amazing? Go watch that. After you listen to this, of course. That was amazing. All right. Grammys? Anybody watch the Grammys? No? It was entertaining. You guys are all just celebrating Billie Eilish's five Grammy. The fact that she won five Grammys, which is ridiculous. She is so young, immature, and inexperienced in music. She has no idea what she's articulating. All right. Speaking of good music, Eminem dropped a brand new album, Music to be Murdered by. Of course, everyone knows Eminem's a goat. If you dispute, talk to me in person. I can show you why Eminem is a goat. Taylor Swift, right? Another great musician. But this time, she dropped a documentary. Go watch that. It's great stuff. I haven't watched it yet, though. Taylor Swift is amazing. Super Bowl, of course. Everyone watched Super Bowl. Chiefs, great comeback in the fourth quarter. Amazing lead. Totally earned it. Way to go, Chiefs. Presidential race, gearing up. Um... I'm going to deliver some potentially heartbreaking news for some of you listening. Donald Trump is definitely going to be reelected. It's absolutely going to happen. Donald Trump, let me be the first to say it, guys. Donald Trump is going to be reelected. So get used to liking him. He's the There's only one president, right? Uh, if you don't support him, then which inhabitants will? All right. Again, there's always a bunch of news, but those are the ones I picked. Great stuff. Terrific, terrific, terrific. Okay. Think like a madman. I am David. Finally back. It's been some great time, of course. I want to thank those of you who, who reached out to me in person, you know, asking for when the next episode was coming out. This one is dedicated to you, of course. So again, an explanation is difficult without being too personal, at least on an unfair level. But I can only ask you some questions, right? Like, have you ever had a particular period where precise thoughts are really intrusive and you can't get to complete anything you enjoy until you produce a temporary explanation for these thoughts. This, this particular chain of thoughts always returns because its volume is, is huge, but there are precise points that demand engaged thinking and explaining very intense small points. It's a, it's a thought disguising as a massive question and you can't answer any true task in your life until you answer this specific thought or this specific confusion, right? 
Today's episode is brought to you by Planned Parenthood. Since 1916, Planned Parenthood has provided millions of women around the world with reproductive health care. And the goal... I'm joking. Don't fall for it. Planned Parenthood is not sponsored. They're a non-profit organization. They can't sponsor people. At least I don't think so. Anyways. Okay, so... <clears throat> two parts today in this episode. This fabulous return. I have one part. It's for you very scientific kids right you you adolescents that are really into the numbers into the science down to brass tacks <clears throat> i can do stuff like that i don't i'm not sure many of you enjoy it i'm gonna be honest say hey, i myself didn't very much enjoy it but nonetheless i have it here it's very complicated and it's great knowledge and then i have another part that everyone should listen to and when i say everyone i mean everyone because you you had some part of this, or you will have some part of this. So it's very important you listen to what I have to say. It's absolutely crucial. Not everyone knows this, right? If you're not, if you don't read, right? You're probably listening to this because you don't read. That's fine. Great for you. You're, you're finding your your insight somewhere else. You really gotta listen. It's very important. So first, we're gonna talk about Darwin. Okay. Now, don't start making your judgments. Don't don't start having feelings about that. As soon as I introduce that name, right? Charles Darwin, we all know about it. We all know about him. Famous geologist, biologist, evolutionary theorist of the 19th century, right? Founder of the evolution theory that everyone uses, right? Every high school, every college, every middle school, most scientists really respect this guy and they approve of his theories. Religious people don't really don't really have a liking to the guy, which is, you know, typical, right? We all learn about Darwin in biology class, right? Darwinian logic, right? We all learn about it. If if you want the if you want a more thorough explanation of what what the theory is, pull out your old textbook, go on YouTube, all that good stuff. But I'm gonna give you the two fundamental parts, right? So Darwinian logic suggests two fundamental things all creatures have common ancestors in a distant past and that and that creates a tree of life through time right that's called common ancestry common ancestry and second idea there is a process of random variations in traits and features of creatures and their offspring that's called natural selection, okay? We have common ancestry and natural selection. Those are the two fundamental pieces of Darwinian logic. There's more things, of course. Pull out your old book if you really want to know. But these are the two primary elements of Darwinian logic. Now, we've all been taught, right? I mean, I'm going to assume most of you are at least have some high school education, right? Or middle school education at least, right? Of course. We've all been taught the functional, acceptable, the adequate, the working parts of Darwinian logic. But nobody, and I mean nobody in any form of education or curriculum, teaches the inadequacies and failures of Darwinian logic. What, what people need to realize, especially teachers of science, right, especially teachers of theories, we need to understand that these theories can possess major flaws and we should not of course we should never turn a blind eye to that we need to understand that these theories have major flaws and these flaws can evolve and grow right so again 
Nobody teaches the inadequacies and failures of Darwinian logic, and boy is there, right? <clears throat> See, there's a primary event that Darwinian logic fails to explain. <clears throat> it's called the Cambrian Explosion, right? Do your research about it. I'm, again, I'm giving you the, the, the bare stuff, right? This is what you need to know. It was a sudden, sudden emergence of organisms around 530 million years ago. It, a sudden emergence of organisms in the fossil record with no apparent ancestors in earlier layers. Of course, this evidence conflicts with Darwinian logic because, remember, the theory suggests that all organisms have ancestors. But <clears throat> with this Cambrian explosion, we see no ancestors of the organisms emerging at all there there are no there's nothing to suggest that these organisms have ancestors nowhere in the fossil record right and of course this is something that's overlooked right scientists have always they're always gonna have plan b whenever these theories don't work and of course they exist and again you can always look at them but again it's a huge massive flaw to the theory now, the interesting thing is Darwin knew this was a mystery as well. He knew about this, right? He wrote about this in his book, The, the Origin of Species. And it's there. He wrote about it. He knew this was, this was complicated, that this was a mystery. He didn't know how to explain it. He never, that didn't take part in his theory. At least it didn't take part in criticizing his theory. So is it, the theory of common as, common ancestry is just it's not going to work there, right? So there's there are imperfections and it's it's going to be insufficient there. Now when it comes to natural selection, something Darwin didn't know was that whenever because again, as our science improves, we learn new things, right? So something Darwin didn't know was that whenever a new life form emerges, there must be new genetic code for that new life form. And the possibilities of which a strand of code, which is just a sequence of proteins, the possibilities of which a strand of code is functional is extremely rare, like, like super rare, right? So when you look at these creatures on earth that, that function, right? Such as humans, right? We exist, our bodies function, right? Our biology works, it functions, everything functions. <clears throat> You better be pretty damn grateful your DNA works the right way, right? Because if one little flaw in your DNA and that sequence of proteins, right, in your strand of code, one tiny flaw messes up the entire thing and you're no longer a functional organism, right? Remember, natural selection occurs randomly, right? So let's take that and apply it down to the molecular and genetic level. The probability that a random sequence of proteins functions as a genetic code is one in tenth, one in ten to the seventy-seventh power. All right, one in ten to the seventy-seventh power. So, of course, it's extremely rare that that one <laughs> one sequence of those proteins, right, one a functional code to exist is is already extremely rare. And that was calculated by biologist Douglas Axe. He's Douglas Axe, the one that calculated that one in ten to the seventy seventh power, right? So, the history of life on Earth is not is nowhere near long enough 
to allow so many organisms we see today, right? Because that's that that's way too many functional genetic sequences in such a short amount of time. It's it's unbelievably improbable and just extremely unlikely, right? Now you could make that argument, oh, then that means all life on Earth is 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 very oh, it's it's super rare, right? That um, what could you say? Oh, we we just got lucky. We Earth hit the lottery when it comes to life, right? And it's well, you have to understand probability. Probability, look, right? So, have any of you seen what's that movie? Jim Carrey, and then it's Dumb and Dumber, right? Dumb and Dumber. When he approaches the women, the woman, uh, I forgot her name, of course. You get, you guys are gonna have to forgive me. I don't have things like this on the top of my head. I'm a pretty slow guy, but in one part of the movie, she turns, he turns to the woman, and he says, "So what are what are my chances, right? What are the chances of a guy like me being being with a with a girl like you?" And she and she says, "One in a million, one in a billion, something like that." And he gets real excited. He's like. So you're telling me there's a chance. And you start celebrating, right? That's kind of how it is with life on Earth, but just a lot bigger, right? So it's <clears throat> it's just, it's almost insane, right? Now, we have no explanations for any of this, but there is an interesting theory strongly advocated by philosopher and author Stephen C. Meyer. It's called intelligent design, okay? So now... All right, any of you, any of you strong atheists, you're gonna come at me hard for what I'm gonna say next, but pay very, very close attention, okay? Now, intelligent design suggests that there is there is an intelligent designer behind the information found in DNA, because that's what DNA is, right? DNA is information for a cell and for an organism. That is exactly what DNA is. That's a function of DNA. It's simply information for an organism. It's a very complicated sequence of information, just like computer code or alphabetic code. And experience tells us, right, everything we see in scientific literature tells us that whenever we find intelligent information, we can trace it back to a mind or a designer, right? Intelligent, complicated and intelligent information doesn't just spring out of nowhere, right? we can always trace it back to a designer some entity right with a mind or capabilities to design this information and from a materialistic point of view there's no explanation for the origin of information necessary to create an organism to create an organism right but we do know that causes of sources of information are intelligence <clears throat> Intelligent, intelligent design is not some theological argument or a way to use science to sneak in a God argument under the table. No, 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 not that at all. It does not argue for any specific God. It isn't some Christian support or any other religious support, right? It's not a scientific idea used to support any religion, right? But it does suggest there is some designer some intelligent designer responsible for introducing the information necessary to create the organisms, right? <clears throat> so in conclusion, right? For its time, Darwinian logic 
and hypotheses was fantastic, right? It still works good now, right? Like, it's fair now. But, again, it's deteriorating because it cannot explain the Cambrian explosion. And it doesn't function coherently with the original development uh, back to, to the true origins of life, right? It doesn't function with the original development of functional genetic codes that an organism requires to live, okay? Now, you can't get that from a high school teacher. You just can't. High school teachers are not going to tell you about that. And I bet this, if, you, if, if any of you listening are in high school, ask your biology teacher, right? You hell show him or her this actual podcast. Have them listen to listen to what I was what I just said. Ask, have a conversation with with them about this. Ask them what they know about this, what they've heard, and ask them if they're teaching it in their class because they should. Right, the more information you have about a theory means you are better with your insight in that theory, regardless of that information is critical. Right, it doesn't matter. Right, the more insight you have about it the more well-informed you are. And that's the goal of teachers. That's That should be the goal of education in general, right? You should be learning the flaws and, and, and the things wrong with theories. Now, huh, now, that, now that I've criticized Darwin's theory, right? And I didn't bring this out of nowhere, of course, right? This, this is done through reading, researching, right? So many videos on YouTube you can watch about this, right? The mathematical challenges to Darwin's theory and... Again, there's so many, um, so many people that have have really criticized Darwin's theory, and they're, they're writing books, right? Stephen C. Meyer, of course, and it's all out there, right? It just does not get a lot of light because the science is, you know, they're in the corner of Darwin. But anyways, <clears throat> now, okay, this part, this part is really tricky. Okay, and I need your focus. It's hard for me to focus on this, damn it. All right, I didn't have any coffee. It's fine. And I've been gone for well over a few months, okay? Now, this is the part you should, I actually recommend taking notes to, and you could take this knowledge and, you know, apply it to yourself. See what you learn about yourself, okay? Because I think every adolescent needs to listen to this, right? Every adolescent, right? If you're the age from... If you're from 12 to 20, you're in that stage now and you have to listen to it, right? If you're older, if you're an adult, maybe you have a kid that's going to become an adolescent. So you need to listen to this, right? If you're a young child, I highly doubt you can understand or process what I'm saying. But nonetheless, you're going to be an adolescent, okay? <clears throat> now, I've criticized Darwin. Now I'm going to criti criticize adolescents, right? Okay, hmm. I already know the fact that I know how some of you feel right now tells me one thing and I'm going to address that. Okay, now, perhaps with great luck, you are an adolescent, an adolescent, so misguided, weak and new, held hostage to the world and your environment, ignorant and blind to the most difficult elements of your persona. Conflating survival with thriving. Mandated by society to attend education to make you feel competent. But you don't understand your feelings. And that's why you cannot adequately articulate them. 
you haven't the slightest clue to what plays into the working of your conscious. You dress, speak, and present yourself a certain way because you are afraid of rejection. You cherish and are attracted to those who are pleasing on the surface, and you pass by those who are of complicated interest within. Your social media is an outlet for dishonesty. You seek to appear bold, so you indulge in meaningless mischief. You claim there's much to fix in the world, when in reality, there's much more that you must fix within yourself. You are possessed by ideas without even realizing. You live a life others want you to live and follow along, believing that enough effort will make you great and strong. You pay attention to the simple things that others pay attention to and ignore. Sorry, let me repeat that. You pay, you pay, speaking about paying attention, right? I'm an adolescent, of course, this makes sense. You pay attention to the simple things that others pay attention to, and you ignore the more complicated things that everyone else ignores. You couldn't answer the question, what is the meaning for you being on this planet? You either have massive confusion in your motives or blind faith in your motives. You don't know what you need, so you just go to what is in easy reach. Now, perhaps you deny everything I've said so far, believing it doesn't apply to you, right? But an adolescent is also severely ignorant and arrogant, even when they confront their many true imperfections. And there's nothing more imperfect than an adolescent. Now, I hope you learned something about yourself. If there's something you recognize you need to improve about yourself, then you best well do it. <clears throat> Again, I'm no exception to any of this, right? I was gone for, I, I have no idea, right? I'm no no exception to any of this just because I have this knowledge right here and I have this insight about adolescence doesn't mean I'm an exception from the imperfections of an from an of an adolescent right now really think about yourself what you can do what can you do to make yourself better not only make yourself better but your close ones and your community right it takes time to realize that it really does why do you think it's taken me so long to come back out with an episode right i it's hard to realize that by providing this knowledge i'm i am being of benefit to myself i am being of benefit to my close ones and i am being of benefit to my community all right that's great that's a wrap ladies and gentlemen it's, it's great to be back. I haven't much time for these episodes, so I'm going to try to have fun while I can. Hope you have fun listening. Share it. Right? Smash that like button. Oh, wait. Can you do that? I don't know. This isn't YouTube. Right? Just share it. Right? All right. All right. All right. All right. You, you ladies and gentlemen, have a terrific time. I will sure be back. Got some 
terrific ideas, real complicated stuff that you don't think about. You definitely don't think about. Adolescents definitely don't think about this stuff. You should be so lucky I'm providing this. All right. Okay. That's good. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.